financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Teller along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum, and we are talking the dreaded credit report. <laughs> well, you know, they're only dreaded when your score isn't what you want it to be. Right. So there are a lot of things you can do to improve that. And, you know, you, for one thing, you can pull your credit reports, as I said, through annualcreditreport.com. Now, I'm not connected to them in any way. I don't make any money for telling you about them. Mm-hmm. It is just the thing to do. Go to annualcreditreport.com, pull all three reports for both partners or whoever's going to get this loan because different things will show up on different reports. Don't just pull one and think you got it done. Yeah, I think that okay. this is the kind of a theme we always talk about in these shows is that you have to be proactive with stuff because a, a lot of times you just don't want to deal with it. Like you're going to call, you said you had something that showed up on your credit report that wasn't accurate and you're going to make that phone call and it's just being proactive about it instead of just ignoring it. Yeah, I don't want to make the phone call. Nobody wants to make the right. phone call. Right, so one more thing to do. Yeah, I mean, this stuff just adds to your day, but it could be a real headache if I leave it unchecked. Mm-hmm. And if, if that is a fraudulent charge on my credit report. And it doesn't mean that somebody stole my identity, but it might be misplaced onto my report through some error. You know, as I said before, if somebody's EIN or TIN is close to a social security number, uh, you know, it might end up on my report or somebody uh, misspelled a name in the system and it wasn't my name, but it was close. It might end up on my report. So you have to be sort of vigilant about this. And part of the reason that I talk so much about credit reports is it isn't just if you're going to go get a loan. No, not credit anymore. Re- yeah, for even for renting. Yeah, yeah. Companies see this as a measure of risk. Mm-hmm. Are you a responsible person? Now, whether that's fair or not, you know, we could dispute for a long time. But, right. but it, people do it, and it, so your your insurance company, for instance, can help can use your credit reports uh, to help decide how high of a risk you are. Mm. Are you responsible? Are you not? Should, are your rates going to go up because of it? Uh, rent, a job. You're going to apply for a job. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to do a background check on you. And in that little fine print that you you agree to when you say, yeah, sure, go ahead and do my background check is likely to be a credit check. I just so, find it frustrating. And this is just me complaining. I'm just going to complain to you because you're a doctor so you can listen to my complaints. I do feel like there's so many people in your life that have access to your financial information that I feel like it's not their business. Like, yes, for sure. If I'm renting something, I definitely want to know that person can pay the rent. But I don't feel like they should know what my annual salary is, what my credit number is. There's so many people in your life that you have to give that out to. And for me, I feel like that's a private thing. I, I think that's a really good point. I don't like that either. And I, for a long time, especially when I was much younger, I would really... I wouldn't say get into arguments, but I would really severely resist this stuff. When yeah. people would say, Social Security number, I'd say, Why do you need to know my Social Security number? Right. But then, you know, what you realize is look, the horse is out of the corral. Your Social Security number is everywhere. You know, by the time they took it off our driver's licenses, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was already out there everywhere. So that's why I say, you're not going to correct that probably, but you can protect your credit report, mm-hmm. put the fraud alerts on there, be diligent about it, because it is everywhere. And unfortunately, it's kind of like those little warnings you get every time you agree to use an app on your phone mm-hmm. or a software program. If you don't agree, you can't use the product. 
and they're getting a little bit better about those. But forget it. You're you're agreeing to give them access to all your information all the time. Yeah, even so for I, games and stuff. I, there's so many things that I'm like, oh, that looks like that would be fun. But then you look at the little box, and it's like they have access to everything. So forget now, it. Even reading the Experian Boost thing this morning, mm-hmm. because I'm careful about these things. I read it, and I sat there for a couple minutes thinking, do I really want to do that? Yeah. There was a little a little disclaimer that said you, you were going to give, I forget what the company was, Finisserve or somebody, you're going to give them access to recurringly oh. check your checking account. Now, the reason I said I would do it is, first of all, to experience it to bring it to our listeners, and secondly, because it said you can stop it. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can remove the boost. Your credit score will go back to what it was. So we'll talk a little bit about Experian Boost in a moment, but I thought that was a very short and very um, clear disclaimer that you could read. It was only a tiny little paragraph, but even in that, it was you are giving access on a recurring basis, mm. you know, when it feels like a one-time thing. So, all right, let's talk about how you can dispute this stuff and what you can fix and and what maybe you can't. And my first notice to people is, please, please, please don't pay a company to do what you can do yourself for free. You will probably even be, in my experience, more effective than a company. There are companies that will help you dispute your credit. And in some cases, they are successful. But the way that they do it is to send a letter on your behalf over and over again to do these kinds of things I'm telling you about right now on the air for free, mm-hmm. like verify this debt. Now, if a third-party company continues to do that, the credit reporting bureaus at some point will say, you've sent this letter too many times. This is a frivolous claim, and we're not going to entertain it any longer. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you did it yourself, the credit reporting bureaus will see, okay, first you said, I don't recognize this debt. So let's talk about it. And then you might come back with two or three other things. Wait, now I see that I, I know this debt, but here's proof that I paid it. Mm-hmm. Like, those are not frivolous things. That's a legitimate dispute, and it will be entertained seriously. So let's talk about how you dispute it. Okay. Once, once you go to annualcreditreport.com, you pull your credit reports, not just your score, but you should look at your score at the same time. Just to see a starting point. Go through. Now, these will be organized. I know it will look scary. You'll see lots and lots of lines of stuff you don't recognize and all that. But what you're really looking for is two categories. One will say derogatory credit. The rest of it will all be credit in good standing. The derogatory credit and your personal information is where you want to go right away. How far back does that go? Seven years, ten years for some things. Okay. Okay. So you want to find the derogatory credit first. That's the real pain point. Not that you shouldn't look at everything because there may be erroneous things on there like I just talked about, which isn't derogatory, but it's not mine. So you go through the derogatory credit, and right next to each one of them, there's a little bar that says dispute this claim, a little link. And if you click on it, you can type in there, you know, a small statement about why you're disputing this. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you simply don't recognize it. The situation you said you know, what if somebody sold a debt to somebody else? So you open up your credit and you say, I don't know who this is. So you dispute right in there. I don't recognize this debt. Please send proof that I agree to this. Mm-hmm. Or you say, um, they're reporting me as delinquent, 120 days delinquent. I was only 30 days late once. Or I was never late. How, or, how long do you have to dispute something? Say if it's something from 10 years ago. 
It, it won't be on your credit report probably from more than 10 years ago. And you can dispute it at any time. Okay. Now, the, the, more, the earlier you catch it, the better. But I've disputed stuff for clients or with clients that has been years old. Okay. And, and a lot of stuff, you know, like, hey, you're going to have to correct. So a perfect example would be somebody who got into, like, a mortgage um, modification program or something. Mm-hmm. And they were promised if they make three trial payments, then their loan would be modified and their new payment would begin. Mm-hmm. And the bank never got around to finally making the new payment. They just left them in modified status forever. And then they said, sorry, you don't qualify. And now the last two years you've been making payments are all delinquent. Oh. And this stuff really happens on lots of people's credit reports. So you make the little, click the little link and click dispute. And you send that off. What will happen is within one week, the credit reporting bureau will send that dispute to the creditor. Okay. And they'll say, prove that this person owes you. They're disputing this or prove that they were late or whatever the dispute is. Now, the creditor has, is supposed to reply in a timely enough manner for this whole process to be wrapped up in 30 days. Okay. So typically, creditors will say they've got 14 days to reply. That's kind of like general knowledge. We've got 14 days to reply. And then within the 30-day process from the time that you dispute it, it's supposed to be cleaned up. Now, some things happen faster, and some things will take as long as 45 days. If you, if you offer additional information, like here's my copy of my payment, it could take up to 45 days. So it is free to do. I say you go through, you dispute anything that's derogatory that you, you think you have a hope of disputing. And quite honestly, now this is not a popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. You dispute whatever is derogatory on there because you're playing a, a bit of a game here. If the creditor does not reply in time or can't verify that you, in fact, were delinquent, you win, and it comes off your credit report. But you should know that if they come back at a later date and verify it, it can reappear on your credit report. So this is part of why you have to be diligent. Mm. But it doesn't cost you anything. You can dispute anything that's derogatory. Sometimes, even for a short period of time while it's in dispute, it is sort of lifted off of your credit report, and you might have a small window of opportunity where your credit looks a little better than it might a week or two later. That's a possibility. Um, But for the most part, I want you to dispute things, wait at least 30 to 45 days, and pull your credit reports again and look to see if the stuff is gone. So random question for you. Say you have something on there, you disputed, and it comes back that it was actually something legitimate that you either forgot about or got sold or whatever it might be. Is is there any point in paying that at that point? Because it's not going to lift your credit, is it? Like In other words, if you pay something off that's on there that was derogatory, is that any better than it just being on there and it being unpaid? Well, we have to define paying it off and being derogatory. So in the case of a charge-off, you actually see the term Mm charge-off. That's what I think you might be talking about, uh, where somebody says, look, they never paid us, we gave up on them, we charged this debt off. Sometimes sell that to other companies who will then try and collect from you. Another another show. Um, But anyway, um, once it says charged off on your credit report, it doesn't matter what you give them for money. That charge-off is not coming off of there. Okay. Now, different than a delinquency. Um, they might not remove the delinquency, but if you still owe them and you start making timely payments, that will help your credit. Okay. Or 
you could call them and say, I want to enter a payment arrangement. I know I've been delinquent. And many companies, as part of their payment arrangement, will offer the courtesy, as a courtesy, we will bring your account current after you've made three payments, and they'll stop reporting you as delinquent. Oh, that's um, great. So that there are real reasons to do these things and know how to do them and do them well. But you really have to look at all three credit reports, and I can't stress this strongly enough. Do yourself a huge favor. Do it before you go to get a loan because you, what you don't want, even if, even if you go to a lender and they say, look, there's all this stuff that's on your credit report, and you say, oh, wait, I'll go get all that fixed. If the interest rates are rising, that's going to take you a month or two to get fixed, and you might lose your interest rate. And secondly, you've put your worst foot forward rather than your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And even if you get a better score, you've kind of got a little egg on your face, you know, saying, making excuses, making talks about, you know, statements about how this is wrong or that's wrong or the next thing's wrong, and you make a lender pretty nervous with that. Mm-hmm. And it would be better to get most of the stuff cleaned up and just go in and say, look, I've got these one or two things left on here, but they're, they're legit, but they're old, and here's the reason. Okay. And so that would be my last tip. After you're done cleaning this thing and disputing it and doing, correcting your profile and doing everything you can do with it, if you're still stuck with a lot of delinquencies on your credit report, it's okay. Call the money doctor. No, well, yes. <laughs> enter a statement on your credit report, a dispute statement that says, yes, all these delinquencies happened, but here's why. Mm-hmm. I was getting divorced. I was ill. I lost my job. Uh, I was promised a, a mortgage modify, modification, and it didn't happen. Whatever you can add, and that letter goes out, that statement goes out every time somebody pulls your credit. All right, how can people get a hold of you? 413 773 or at hugyourmoney.com.